You've now done seven triathlons. Is that right? Seven. And I still don't love open water swimming by any means. Challenging myself because I believe that when you do things outside your comfort zone, you learn a lot about yourself. Welcome to the Viscosity Podcast, brought to you by VLM Training and Coaching Specialists across the UK and Australia, hosted by founder Vicky Main. Are you a business owner, leader or executive? Have you ever felt stuck or disappointed about where your life or business is heading? Do you ever feel overwhelmed, compare yourself to others or feel like you're swimming in treacle at times? This podcast is here to help you become unstuck from viscosity to achieving escape velocity and expanding your knowledge. Our guests on the show will share practical tips and real-life experience about how they got out of negative situations or circumstances to live their best life on their terms. We'll be sharing real-life stories from real people doing incredible things. Stay tuned for our next guest. Welcome to episode six of the Viscosity podcast. I'm your host, Vicky Main, and today we have the LinkedIn expert, Joe Saunders, in the studio from Wildfire Social Marketing. Welcome, Joe. Thank you for having me. So exciting that you're here. Really excited. I know this has been a dream of mine in the making to create this podcast and you're here. I thought you'd dream of yours to have me in, on your podcast. Well, like, both, whoa. darling, both. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, let's get straight into it. So you've been in business now for 12 years and yeah. tell us more about your entrepreneurial journey and what you're doing now. Yeah, well, that's it. It's, it's been a journey. If I'd sort of stopped, when I quit my job and went full time, there's no in the world I would have thought I'd be doing what I'm doing now. It's been an evolution. Back then, I hated public speaking. Who knew that I actually quite enjoy it now? So I was a behind the scenes girl. I was doing all the admin, the events, the marketing, all the support, the planning, the design stuff. The stuff I still love some of, but I wasn't speaking. I wasn't training. I wasn't an expert in anything in my mind. So it was a whole evolution. I guess a few key people along the journey that have sort of planted little seeds. It's flourished. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I've worked with you now for about three years. Yeah. I reckon three years. And I've seen your career and what you've done. I mean, you're very established on LinkedIn. You've got some accolades under your belt there. Do you want to share with us a little bit about what you've been doing there? Accolade? Oh, gosh. As in social media, you won awards for your social media presence online and... Was yeah. it top top one, top two in Australia? Yeah, well, that was a, oh, a LinkedIn experts list in, in Asia Pacific. And I ranked number two. This is a few years ago now. So I set a goal to be number one. Amazing. Now, the person who was number one is a good friend of mine. She's Amazing. based in Sydney. My goal was to knock her off. And I, it was friendly banter, you know, we got on really well. But I did knock her off. But we both dropped slightly the next year and someone else squeezed and I thought, hmm, need, need to set better intentions here and more specific goals, you know, smart goals and all that. So that was good recognition. And then we won the Best Use of LinkedIn Award last year. And probably the biggest achievement that I'm really proud of is being invited to speak at Social Media Marketing World, which Amazing. was one of those things I, I've always followed. They've been going for, gosh, it's either 13 or 15 years. I can't remember what they just announced, but it's, uh, you know, it's the best of the best, you know, the experts who publish the books and all that sort of stuff, the people I've been following. And I, you know, set a very loose goal to one day speak on one of their stages, like one day in the far, far away um, distant future. And then they came to me in 2018 and asked me to, to pitch for a particular topic. So I did it in my dressing gown at 10 o'clock at night. I thought, you know what, I'm going to be authentic. It's late. 
I'm not going to put on lippy, you know, I think I did put some gloss on, but I'm not going to do full makeup and that sort of stuff at that time. And that's just who I am. And I got offered the gig. So it was pretty cool. Amazing. Well done. And I know yeah. your journey into entrepreneurship started when you were a teenager, I believe, and <laughs> you love connection and bringing people together. Yeah. So you had a little pen pal business, didn't you? And it would, it took off, didn't it? And your magazine as well. Tell us about that. Now, magazine is a loose term. Um, <laughs> so I had, gosh, over 100 pen friends at one point, and I had a whole filing system, you know, to keep track of who they are and, you know, their birthdays and what I told them and things like that. I was a member of a few clubs and I thought, you know, how can I, I started helping one, how can we do better? Then I thought, you know what, I want my own club and I want to have a magazine. Now I still want a club now, which is why I've got my online programs. That's my club. So I set it up and it was a lot, like we said magazine, it was lots of gluing, cutting and pasting and some photocopying after hours. This was the 90s. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, um, after hours at work, don't tell anybody. Yeah, and that's how it launched. And I ran it for eight years and it was all about connection, helping people connect around the world through common interests. And then, of course, you know, the internet really took off. Facebook became a thing and I just didn't see how this could fit in. And plus, I had no business sense at all. It was just a service and I loved doing it. So I didn't make much money because um, that wasn't what it was. I was very purpose driven, not profit driven, let's call it. Um, so it, it didn't really evolve much into, you know, I mean, I didn't involve it, evolve it to the online space. But I've kept in touch with some of the people, you know, because I can't not connect people. It's what I do now. Yeah. It's what I love doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible that you did that. And then you've obviously went on to create, you do workshops, you've got online programs, you've written books and you've got another book coming. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So my book is called Connectfluence, which is the name of my methodology that kind of underpins everything that I do. It's my online course. It's, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. But essentially, it's about the art of connection to influence, which leads to impact. And the book has been something I've been writing for a couple of years now. You know, you, you go in um, spits and spurts, spurts, spits and spurts, you know what I mean, that, that term. And the title's changed a couple of times, but it's all about connection and, and making a difference. And yeah, it's heavily about LinkedIn, but it's more about the strategy behind LinkedIn than the actual how to, you know, what, because that, that's going to date quickly. Yeah. 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 And I know you've helped me out loads with my LinkedIn profile and you were, you inspired me to really step up a notch and become a thought leader in the space that I'm in through using the platforms such as LinkedIn. So I can't thank you enough for that. And then we've been doing some workshops together and yeah. we've got a few coming up and that was fun, wasn't it? We spent a bit of time together Absolutely. and that was really good fun. And we were doing some online workshops coming up soon around entrepreneurial mindset and LinkedIn success and leveraging your LinkedIn success. So yeah. I'm excited to see what the future holds with that. And um, yeah, I'll be joining you on your book tour for sure in the, in the near future. Absolutely. And likewise, I'm sure you will with me. What does the future hold for your business moving forward? Oh, that's a good question. Because like I said, going back 12 years, I could not have told you this would be where I am now. I don't know. I'm hoping I have a club, maybe a magazine. Maybe you can do digital magazines these days. For sure. No more, you know, photocopying after hours. Yeah, I just think having a community, because like I said, connection is a big part of who I am. When I look back to what everything I've done, it's always been about connection that when I've really loved what I've, what I've been doing. And I've moved on from helping people write their profiles because I used to do it for them. Sure. Now I like to educate people how to do it themselves or how to work with their team. So it's about educating and connecting, connectfluence. That's, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot about that, but it's yeah. about helping people step into their nice. like, genius and own who they are. Nice. Yeah. Love that. Now, 
Recently, you completed Pool Quest. So can you tell our listeners a bit about Pool Quest and what you did? And I'll share my thoughts on it as well afterwards. Yeah. Tell us a bit about Pool okay. Quest. So Pool Quest was a summer project. So I would find myself in three different pools in the space of a week. Thanks partly to you, Vic, actually. Because we started swimming at Scarborough together. I was doing some triathlon training. Also, I'll blame you for that. In a different pool and then my local pool, which I was already swimming in. So three pools. And I just started wondering how many pools do we have here in Perth? And I couldn't find a definitive list. And then I had to work out, well, where does Perth end? Let's swim in them all and let's rate them. So, of course, I created a spreadsheet with all the different categories. And as the pro, well, I guess it was a project. Yeah, as the project grew, the spreadsheet columns, you know, expanded because then I started asking for more information. So first I was tracking things like pool temperature, size of pool, what do they, how many pools do they have, depth range. Then I started looking at change room facilities, like how are the showers? Some showers, you press a button and they go off in like 10 seconds. That's really not practical. Some have just some really, you know, a few little dodgy things. So then I started taking photos of all the facilities. And then I was asking questions like, how is this pool heated? Is it geothermal? Is it solar? Is it, uh, you know, gas? And people would look at me like, who are you, the pool inspector? (laughs) And maybe I was. Maybe that was like my subconscious, you know, (laughs) career path that I wanted to be. So I was like the mystery shopper for pools, except I announced I'm here um, and I'm now rating you asking lots of questions. So I did it in 12 months. That was my goal, to swim in every Perth public pool in 12 months. There's 34 of them yeah. that meet my criteria, which is there has to be an entry fee and obviously public hours to, you know, to go in. And there has to be a minimum of 25-metre pool. So it can't be part of a gym complex where you have to have a membership. Yeah, It's a you know, casual situation. So then I expanded it. I thought, well, okay, how do I bring this into the whole connection thing? So I established a thing called Splash Networking. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, really, that's what we were doing. Yeah, we we yeah. go for a weekly swim. And I started creating events where you could book a swim with me. So I met some of my LinkedIn connections in the pool for the first time in bathers. I mean, worst nightmare. But, um, you know, the old me, now I've realised no one cares how you look in bathers. It's about just being authentic and being there. So yeah. it, it was such fun. And now I'm doing the regional version of my pool quest, which oh, amazing. is... amazing. And plus, and I'd like to go international, to be honest. Yes. Yeah, so we've not? got any listeners who are interested <laughs> in joining Joe's Pool Quest, get in touch with us. And what I loved about that was an example of where you really got curious and you really got into it and started to dive in. And yeah, just embraced it all and took one simple idea into a concept that could be translated into other things. Like, you know, imagine if you did this in the dating industry or... <laughs> Pool Quest dating, the Maybe dating not. edition, yeah. But, you, but then you've gone and not only that, is you took your passion and your love for life and all the things that you love to do and then you've now done seven triathlons, is that right? Yeah, accidentally, like I said. I did two and then I was like, yeah, I'm not into open water swimming where the sharks, no chance. And no. You, you went on to do what, seven? Seven and I still don't love open water swimming by yeah. any means, but I've done, I, I like to do, you know, give things a crack. So the first one was in a lake. Yeah. I thought, yep, there's nothing in there. Oh, there were fish bit murky then there was a pool then there was the ocean oh no there was, there was sort of a, a river yeah so I keep adding to it and just challenging myself because I, I believe that when you do things outside your comfort zone you learn a lot about yourself and like I'm doing skydiving in a couple of weeks which is a little bit scary but I've, I'm excited about the scariness of it and yeah. I'm doing true grit this weekend um, amazing like I'm I'm so not prepared I've done no training but I just said to my husband because He's gotten on the journey now. Yeah. I said, we're just going to go run around, laugh, get really muddy. And maybe there'll be another ebook in that. So the pool quest is an ebook now. So Amazing. the spreadsheet has gone into this book that you can download. 
And I decided to, it's, it's a, a low fee. The proceeds are going to the Royal Life Saving Society because I think they do an awesome job. Yeah. Amazing. That's great. And yeah. I, I love that curiosity and what you've achieved there. And now you're, you also share a love for comedy, which I do. And you got me into, I think this is your fault, actually. You got me into, I watched you do stand up about a year ago in Perth at the comedy store. Yeah. And then you then inspired me. And I thought, well, if Joe can do it, I can get up. So I've got my debut coming up at Leicester Square at Christmas, which I'm doing a course. And you also have been doing another course recently. So tell yeah. me about, I guess, your interest in comedy and what inspired you to do a course and really get out your comfort zone. Because for five or 10 minutes on stage, speaking in from a comedy capacity, that must be pretty scary. I haven't done it yet, so I I can't really resonate, but it's happening. Well, it is because when, you know, you're getting over the fear of public speaking, getting up on stage, what I've learned along the journey is actually improv is a really good training for speaking because I've learned that people don't want you to talk at them. They want you to talk with them. And speaking is about being authentic and being of value and being of service. So you get over that fear and then you go and put yourself out there and do social media marketing world, booked out room. And I actually left a big gap there for questions, which is, you know, really uncomfortable. I thought, what else can I do? And my husband did stand-up comedy about 12 years ago, maybe now. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's probably the scariest thing you could ever do. And I had no desire to do it. But I got into improv accidentally, just, you know, through supporting other people. And then I thought, you know what, maybe I should give it a crack because it's the most uncomfortable you can be because you, it's about delivery. Improv is much easier because as long as you're okay in the moment, but you can't be wrong and you don't have to, you know, participate. You could just step back. But stand up, you're on stage, you're entertaining that audience and it's scary. Now, I cheated a bit last time. Not sure if you remember, but I was talking about LinkedIn becoming a dating site and I read some LinkedIn messages that I'd received. Right. Now, that was a bit of a cheat because it meant I could have my phone. I could read some stuff during that time period, which is great. So I'm not going to do that this time. I'm actually going to, I mean, it worked because it worked for the context, but this time I'm going to just do a full, you know, a full set and yeah, just be uncomfortable. And I'm probably going to talk about my pull quest or some bit of that because I think there's some funny stories in there. Yeah. Clearly you're passionate about a few things and connecting people is one of your passions. What else are you passionate about? Well, that's a good question. Well, connecting people, experiencing things. I think it's just living life to the fullest and having fun with it because, you know, when I've gone through my values, fun is always the number one. Now, you can't just have fun. It's got to be fun and purposeful, but it's about elevating other people as well. And, you know, so fun, curiosity, learning, discomfort, and just finding out more about yourself and other people. I'm just thinking back to the triathlon we did in Bunbury. And afterwards, you said, let's go have a massage. And we're wearing our triathlon gear with our medals, sitting there having, no, it wasn't a massage. It was, um, we had a pedicure and we're sitting there and we took some selfies because I just, I just thought this was amusing, the way we were dressed in our medals. Because, you know, you get a, everybody who completes it gets a medal. But I was super proud of that medal because we completed it. So, Joel, your idea generation is one of your superpowers. Tell us, is that a blessing or a curse? Okay, well, both, because it's a blessing in the sense that I can come up with ideas for anybody at any time. I can just see stuff. I see content. You know the movie Percy Jackson? I love that movie. It's great. Now, Percy Jackson is part a demigod or something, and he's looking out in the ocean on this boat, and he can see the latitude lines. That's his superpower. It's part of who he is. I'm like that with content. I love that. You know, (laughs) I look around and go, oh, yeah, what about this and what about that? And you know, some of my clients I work with, they, they love talking to me because I just come up with ideas. And now the curse part is the implementation or the execution. Someone's got to do that now. So now I've given that client a problem. 
because they've got to create. But also, if I turn on that part of my brain, it's really sometimes hard to switch off. So the ideas will get crazier and crazier and crazier. And I'll come up with and events. I love designing events and experiences. And, you know, we're having a meeting in whichever group I'm part of. I love collaborating. And people just look at me like, you can see them thinking, where is she going with this idea? Because <laughs> um, I'm in there, because I'm a give it a go kind of girl. So yeah. I'll go, yeah, this is crazy, but let's do it. We'll all wear chul. We'll all wear Superman costumes or superhero costumes. And we'll all paint our toenails pink and we'll all dye our hair, you know, to match our shoes. I mean, yeah, I'll do that. In fact, slight, slight uh, deviation, but I've just um, had a new brochure design for my business. And, my, and I've added a guarantee. Yeah. And I thought, well, what do I do? You know, money back guarantee if you're not happy. Like, yeah, boring. So I guarantee that if you don't like my work, I'm going to dye my hair your brand colour. That's my guarantee. And you'll get a refund as well. But, you know, take me on. I'm there. If you, unless it's a really, well, if it's a gross colour, I've got to wear that. That's how Providing confident you don't I am. Provide the service exactly. Totally, so I'm that, that yeah. confident that. Yeah. Although the side thing is, she'll dye her hair anyway, but not a gross <laughs> colour. Um, <laughs> not poo brown. You. Oh. <laughs> so, what would you say is the toughest thing about being in business? Turning off, probably. Now, going back to ideas, I mean, I can get really caught up in projects and really super focused on you know, on that sort of stuff. But yeah, turning off, but that's why I'm really strategic with my calendar. Like it's all color coded. Green is my off time. And I schedule my off time before like I book massages every quarter. There's a couple of massages and different activities where we're going cycling to Mandurah. Why not? And then stay overnight, you know, different, just different fun things that goes in first. But I do that because otherwise I'll just keep working. And then you've got the balance of the, the roller coaster of finances as well. You know, you can get caught up in the doing and the, having the fun, but then you've got to make sure it's all in, all in balance and you are being commercial about it as well. Yeah. So do, do yeah. you spend time working on your business as opposed to in it? Do you schedule time in? Left to my own devices, I'd probably spend a lot of time working on my business rather than the other because, you know, I get an idea. Like at the moment I'm building this online portal for my online programs, which I'm super excited about, but I can get really into the whole creating content and, and all that sort of stuff. But it's it's the balance. It's mm. a balance between doing the working on and the working in. And I love learning. I mean, part of the reason I'm in business is so that I can get my learning paid for. That's just, Great. you know, I just love that sort of stuff. It's just making sure everything's balanced and you're not focused on one thing too much. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is the bravest or scariest thing you've ever done? My first speaking gig, remember the first where I was on a stage and it was a small community group and I think my brother was in the audience, my friend Marianne was in the audience and I was just really nervous about embarrassing myself. Probably that one. The other one was the social media marketing world. Saying yes to that, Mm -hmm. I I thought I'd be going along and having, I'd be be happy with one person in the room because, you know, who am I? Because there were like five or no, there were seven sessions at the same time. And there were some pretty big names and people I would have loved to be in their room at that time. And it was, my room was full. But what I did, and this, this is probably the most uncomfortable thing, because normally I fill the space. I can talk there you know, for ages, but I strategically left about half the session for questions. And people ask questions, but a couple of the questions I didn't know the answer to, which I was quite comfortable with, even though initially I thought it was going to be scary, but it was, it was really good. That's great that you you bit the bullet and went for it as well. And I remember my first ever classroom experience teaching when I, I literally opened the door, put my hand on then thought it's showtime and walked in there and everything was going really well, prepared, had some training, did all that. And then as I talked through the session, my voice got really high and I was getting more nervous and it got higher and higher and higher. And then one of the students just burst out laughing and I just laughed with them. I went, you know what? 
<laughs> and that was it. It broke the ice. But the fact that I went and did that, and what does it say that said 10,000 hours to get really good at something or an mm. expert in that, and did that. And it was probably not until my fourth or fifth year in teaching training education that I probably, well, I actually felt really comfortable having that tacit knowledge. And I, I would walk in and some of my best lessons were done on post-it notes, yeah. walking in there. And it was the whole engagement of the audience and the connection. And I can really resonate with what you're saying. Absolutely. So what about in terms of your fears around, and I've said, what's the bravest or scariest thing you've done? What are you fearful of? You know, some people are afraid of rejection or being seen or massive success even, but Mm. what are you actually fearful of? I guess being seen, because when you're seen, there's a certain perception and, you know, can you deliver on that and imposter syndrome, all all those sorts of things. But now, I guess it's evolved over time. What am I fearful of now? My biggest fear is being misunderstood. Mm. And that's come up a couple of times. And I've had a couple of little issues from that where I've, my intention's been this. It's been misunderstood because maybe because I've, you know, over, you know, over complicated something or got really excited about something. So it's about that being understood. That's my biggest fear, being misunderstood. Yeah, that's mm. really interesting you say that. And, um, Yeah. So in terms of tips for people who are going through some really hard times and whether it's in business or in their personal life, what would you say to people if they're in negative situations Mm. and they're wanting to get out of it, but they just don't know how or how, you know, you may have scenarios in your life where that happened for yourself. But what tips would you give for people who are going through stuff right now Mm. and who want to get unstuck and get to a stage where they can really live the best life on their terms and grow the business on their terms. Yeah. Well, I I guess it's hard when you're in that moment because you are stuck and you're so focused on where you are, which can be negative. It's pressing pause and stepping aside and getting yourself outdoors. Do something and work out, you know, get back to what did you used to love? I've rediscovered cycling. I love just being outdoors. I love it because I'm completely disconnected. I'm in the fresh air and I love just seeing stuff around me. And I like to do it with my husband. It's it date time we do lots of date I mean comedy was a date night too but it's about yeah stepping out of the, the stuckness doing something else that is not related to the stuckness so rather than talking about your business I mean I could say get a coach get a mentor yeah all those things are really helpful but I think just actually taking a break getting away because I think when you get outdoors or you know like they say there's something I think there's some science behind this but it changes your perspective on things and changes the energy and then also start asking what if what's the worst that could actually happen now if depending on the level of the situation. I mean, it could be a, a serious, particularly particularly if it's around finance and, you know, mm. houses and where you live. And I mean, there's a sure. lot of range of things, but just asking what's the worst that could happen? What else can you do? You know, and, and just looking for other solutions and then speak to other people, speak to people you trust, get a mentor, a coach, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 And having that support network around you. So Absolutely. Important. Yeah. And something, one of our previous podcasts, one of the episodes, they talked about the fact that you know, surrounding yourself with the right people and who Mm. you surround yourself with, you become as well. So that's great. Mm. One final question. Looking back over the last 12 years, what would you say and the tips for yourself 12 years ago that you you know now, but you didn't know the time? (laughs) Which ones? Yeah. um, Biggest tips. Probably the biggest one is you're good enough. You can do the thing. Give it a go. I didn't give a go because I didn't think I could, you know, all these barriers. Get out of your own way. And also no one actually cares. One of my first clients, actually, earlier clients, she had a saying, and I love, and I'm not sure who to credit, but it's the what everybody thinks, well, what anybody thinks of you is none of your business. And I remember when she said that, I had to think about it. I went, 
I remind myself that now because it doesn't matter. You're judging me now. Everybody's judging everybody, but it doesn't actually matter, does it? Because we're all going to be make judgment on people, but it's really, you know, stop. You can't control what people think, so you just. And it's also those unconscious biases that we all have. We might not think we have them, but we do have them there. Yeah, I mean, I could speak to, I could chat with you all day, Joe. And, you know, I love your energy and what you're doing in your business. You've helped so many thousands of people across Australia and globally with their LinkedIn and helping them with their branding and marketing. And I really do wish you all the best and all the best in the future with all of your crazy projects that you're doing (laughs) as well outside of work. I'm not doing Tough Mudder (laughs) and I'm not doing a skydive actually because I think that ship has sailed. But yeah, maybe do some sail in the future and do some cool things in that space. I mean, sailing, that's a bit scary. Well, you could fall off. It is if you have some, well, (laughs) potentially, yes, there is that. But yeah, who knows? But great to have you here in the studio. Thank you so much for your time and looking forward to seeing your next challenges and the quests that you do in the future. Where can people get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you? Uh, Just Google Joe Saunders. I pretty much dominate the first page of Google. Google, you'll find me um, LinkedIn I'm there or just check out my website modifysocialmarketing.com amazing yeah thank you Joel thank you